Today we talk about a controversial subject, but one of my favorite. How many embryos to transfer at your IVF transfer? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Hopefully everyone had a happy Halloween. Tonight we talk about how many embryos to transfer. And I get asked this question a lot. Now, the thing to keep in mind is that every practice is going to be different. There are actual guidelines that are set. And there are some assumptions I'm going to make here. The biggest assumption I'm going to make is that one, you have a choice on how many embryos to put back. And two, you don't have a medical issue that is going to require you to only put one embryo back. I think the first thing we got to talk about is what is the recommendations by the American Society of Reproductive Medicine and SART. These guidelines have been set and it doesn't mean we have to follow them but it's not a bad thing to follow. I think the first thing also to remember is that your doctor is usually looking out for you when they are telling you to put back a certain amount of embryos. Now, there are medical reasons why we don't want to have high order multiples. And there are also statistical reasons we do not want you to have high order multiples. Let's first start with the recommendations. So the current recommendations, if you are putting back blastocyst, is to put back one blastocyst and only one blastocyst if you have done PGT-A testing, which is also called PGS or CCS, and regardless of your age, it's recommended one. If there were no testing on the embryos, then it's recommended for women under 37, including 37, to only put back one embryo. If you are 38 to 40, we recommend up to two. And if you're a 41 to 42, we recommend up to three. Again, these are non-tested embryos. Now, why is it safe for someone who's older to put back more embryos? The reason is as women get older, the embryos have a higher chance of being abnormal. So at 41 to 42, we know that 70 to 80% of the embryos are going to be abnormal when it comes to chromosomes. So it's going to take more embryos to find a normal embryo. And even then, with three embryos, the chances would still be lower than putting back one embryo that was tested. Now, when we're talking about cleavage stage embryos, very few places do this anymore. There are some who do. Personally, I say if you were doing a cleavage stage embryo transfer, you probably need to find a new clinic. That is pretty old uh, techniques that very few people use. However, if you had a an embryo that was tested, and it was a cleavage stage, it's still recommended one. It's still recommended one 
even when 37 or younger. But at 38 to 40, now it's recommended up to three. And at 41 to 42, it's recommended up to four. Now, the question comes, why can you give more embryos when they're cleavage stage versus a blastocyst? And the reason is because not much has to happen to still look good as a cleavage stage embryo. I had a patient today say this to me. She said, oh, my embryo was good. Uh, they said they were all really good and they were cleavage stage. And I said, they're, they always look good in cleavage stage. Nothing's happened. I always use the analogy of starting a job. I say, if, if John and Sally started a job and both of them were seen on day one, you would assume that, yeah, they all look good. I mean, it's orientation day. Just got to put, put a name tag on. But by day three, orientation is going, you're like, man, John and Sally, they're doing pretty good because they haven't done anything yet. But then after about two weeks, which would be equivalent to day five, you would start to notice the differences between John and Sally. And then you realize John sucks. He's really bad at his job. Now you can tell the difference between Sally and John, not because he looks better, but because of the fact that now you have more information to evaluate him, just like you have more information on day five to evaluate day five embryo. To divide to day three takes little information from the DNA. So imagine the DNA is a blueprint and it's 100 pages long to make an, a baby. You might only need to use the first five pages to get to day three. Page one is going to be like, hey, let's get together, sperm and egg. Page two is going to be like, let's divide. Page three, let's divide again. So there's not much that needs to do. But then when you start going down the blueprint, now to get to day five, you might have to go through another 25 pages. Now it has to do things like, hey, you're going to be the heart. You're going to be the brain. You're going to be the placenta. And now more has to happen and more things can go wrong. Because now you're using more instructions on that blueprint. You're not just dividing anymore. You're actually determining what's going to be what in the baby. And this is why very few practices transfer day three embryos anymore. Because it's so hard to determine which embryos are good or bad. Because even if they are bad... It's just page three, right? Just divide. That's all it says to do. You need to get further into the blueprint to see if there are other issues. And now if it can't make the day five, it makes sense. Because on page 18, it said you need to become brain and that was missing. Now, that brings with the question, well, what about embryos that make to the end that come back abnormal? Why are they coming back abnormal? Well, because their problem is so far down the blueprint it hasn't shown up yet. So although you're able to get through page 25 and make it the day, the day five, now what you don't know is by, let's say, nine weeks of pregnancy, which is page 178, there is a page missing. And that will cause a miscarriage. But we're still allowed to get to day five. So the largest benefit of a day five embryo is that there's a higher chance it is normal it has a higher chance of working. Whereas with day three embryos, because it's so early on, 
it doesn't matter if that embryo looks amazing. It's just too early to make any decisions and you'll need more of them to get the same success rate. That's the reason why most people are going to day five is higher pregnancy rates, especially if you're doing testing on them because a biopsy on day five is much more accurate than a biopsy on day three. But the most important part when it's talking about number of embryos to transfer is that if you're at the blastocyst stage, you can really get away with one and have extremely high rate of success. So we have discussed the recommendations by ASRM as well as SART. And the next thing I'm going to talk about is that there is a push right now to do what's called ESET, elective single embryo transfer. And I struggled with this for a really long time because being a person who has been through IVF, twins is not a bad thing in my mind. I actually was praying for twins because as we've talked about before in other podcasts, when you're infertile, it's not just the fear of not getting pregnant. It's also the fear that you'll never get pregnant again and never be able to give your kid a sibling. When it comes to elective embryo transfer, the push has been always to help the patient. Now, I'm not going to get into this talk about my opinion about twin risk because I do feel like a lot of the data is misrepresented because a lot of the twins that we talk about horrible outcomes from are what are called monozygotic, which means coming from the same DNA. And those have much higher risk than fraternal twins that we talk about when you put two embryos back. But as I've been going and practicing, I have changed my mind a little bit about putting back one or two embryos. In the past, the financial benefit was worth putting two embryos back. And that's what I usually recommended to people, especially if we weren't doing TGS testing. So I'm all for people putting back one on their own. And I do allow people to put back two, which will go in next. But I want to talk about a situation where there is no choice. And that is going to be the situation where there is already a history of early delivery, like pre-deliveries. If there's a history of complications with twins in the past. Or if there's a history of someone having an abnormal uterus, such as what's called a unicornate uterus or bicornuate or didelphic uterus. If the uterus is abnormal shaped, it will not be able to hold even a single pregnancy well putting two babies in that uterus would almost guarantee certain death. And no one wants that. On the same token, if you have a history of a uterus that can't keep in one baby or has in the past had a very early preterm delivery with even two babies or one, you would also not be a candidate for putting back two embryos. One of my own patients came to me. She specifically wanted twins her first baby was born at 28 weeks. I told her, absolutely not. And she said, well, she'll go to another doctor. I said, that is fine. I can't knowingly go to bed knowing that I put two embryos into someone who couldn't even keep one baby past 28 weeks. 
Now, before I talk about what I recommend, I want to at least present the argument of why some say you should only put back one. Their reasoning is it is the healthiest pregnancy. No one can argue with that. One embryo is always going to be the healthiest pregnancy. Now, Everything has what are called relative risk and absolute risk. So if I tell you something's 50 times greater, that sounds like a lot. But if I tell you it's one in a million, then that means the other person only has a 50 in a million chance, which is still a very low absolute number. Again, when you look at the absolute numbers, I do not believe the risk is as high to suggest no one should ever be able to put back two. And I've had arguments with many doctors about this. And they state to me that everyone should only put back one like them. But what's interesting is most of them do put back two when someone fails. And I find this to almost show the illogicness in their logic, because if you don't believe someone should put back two and they fail, why do you believe they should be able to put back to the second time? It's like flipping a quarter and getting heads and then expecting on the next flip, you have to get tails. No, you get heads again. It's a new chance every time you flip that quarter. So my point is, I'm not against anyone telling me that that's what they do. I'm just against someone telling me that's what I have to do. And if maybe the whole industry goes to only put back one embryo at that point, I'll make it maybe a rule, but being a person who's been infertile, being someone who's had to pay to have his family, it's hard for me to push that. But I do think it's important for everyone to know that the reason they recommend one is purely as an advocate for you. And it's not to be mean. So what do I recommend? I actually take a lot into consideration when I'm recommending how many embryos to put back. In general, I'm okay with patients putting up the two embryos as long as they do not have those risk factors we talked about. History of early delivery, cervical problems in the past, uterine issues that we know of, or even just certain medical factors that may rec make me recommend only one at a time, such as diabetes. Now, if we're talking about a general person without any of those complications, I tell them they come back one or two. However, when someone has fewer embryos, I actually recommend putting back one. That seems weird. Why, why now only put back one? And the reason is not because I'm worried about the twins. But in the end, if the goal is pregnancy, your highest chance will come at putting one at a time versus putting two at a time. And please don't mistake in this. I'm not saying that your transfer rate isn't higher when you put two back. Clearly, if you put two embryos back, your chances are always going to be better of getting pregnant, even with one baby, than it would be by putting one embryo back. But I'm saying if you start with two and you put one back at a time, the cumulative, meaning adding up both chances, is higher than putting back two at the time. Now, why is that? Well, whenever you put back two embryos, there are some risks that come with it. So the first risk is going to be whatever happens on the day of the transfer 
puts both embryos at risk. So if for some reason in the middle of the transfer, you start coughing or the speculum falls out in the middle of transfer, anything can happen. That's it. Those embryos are gone. So if you only have two, you're done. If you get pregnant with twins, and let's say one of those twins has a subcoric hemorrhage, which is a bleed between the baby and the uterus, you could potentially lose both pregnancies. Again, you have nothing. So in that situation, I almost always believe it's best to put back one at a time. Additionally, if things don't work, you can make adjustments. There are times transfers don't work. And as we talked about on the prior podcast, we can make adjustments to fix that. But if you put everything in at the same time, you can't make any adjustments. Now, if you have more than one embryo or two embryos, obviously, then I think it comes down to what you want. If you want to put back two at my place, I'm fine with it. Now, there are risks, especially with doing PGS testing. Each embryo has a 60% chance of implantation. That means a 60% chance of twins and one in 240 chance of it splitting, which means you have two embryos to be put back to have that chance. Two over 240 is almost 1%. That means a 1% chance of triplets. That's pretty scary because unlike twins, Triplets do do poorly. I can honestly say most of my triplets have done poorly compared to good. That's why I'm never a fan of having triplets. Now, if it happens, then that's life. And then we deal with it. But that is one risk you have to take when putting back two embryos is that one could split. And it's not a number that's extraordinary. 1% is a very reasonable number. Now, remember, this is just my opinion. I don't think anyone should be putting back more than two embryos ever. And if they are, you're probably not at a good clinic. Because good clinics really don't have to put back more than two embryos. Unless you're extraordinarily at the later stages at 42 or higher. I think it's also important to talk to your doctor. There are circumstances that they may recommend putting back one because of things that they know about you. For example, if you have certain handicaps, you may not want to have the risk of having multiples due to limitations you may have. If you don't have a good support system around you, you may not want twins. I had one patient whose husband was going to be gone and wouldn't be back for a year. I didn't think it would be good to have twins. And clearly I have the experience of having twins, knowing how hard it is. Um, But even with my wife, I was busy and we still decided to have two put back to have twins. So it's never wrong. It's just the point is these are things you need to think about. No decision is wrong. No decision is right. You just have to find the right decision for you, your doctor, and your situation. So in summary, I'm okay with one to two embryos, regardless if they are tested or not tested. 
I also am okay with putting back one embryo if that's something you want to do. However, if you have few embryos, I'd recommend putting back one at a time to have the highest chance at being successful. If you have lots of embryos, then it's dealer's choice. As always, I'm extremely grateful for everyone who listens to this. If you like it, please review us. Please uh, go to Apple iTunes and give us five stars so more people will hear about us. So until next week, for Taco Bout Fertility Tuesdays. Yeah.